Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Singapore Homebrew on Money FM 89.3. Joining us now in studio from the National Heritage Board is Go Chor Tong, the Director of Strategic Communications. Big plans for the National Heritage Board in 2023. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hi, Glenn and you. Okay. Always yeah. good to have you back, my friend. As we said off air, 2023, big year, pandemic, hopefully, fingers crossed. It's opening up in a big way. We can do more. We can see more. Tell us about some of your big plans for 2023 at NHB. 2023, wow. Okay, I think, yeah, you're right. It's been sort of um, a big move from last year, the recovery from COVID. And we've launched, like, last year, Heritage Trails. We brought back the Singapore Night Mm. Festival. Uh, You guys might have gone there. Um, this year we have the opening of the Pranakan Museum, which is happening yes. actually finally in two oh, weeks. Oh yeah, my gosh, finally. it's been closed for so many years now. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can expect to see like of, of obviously refreshed galleries. There will be um, three teams inside. The first floor would be more of the origins of Pranakan, the Pranakan culture and identity. On the second floor, you would see things that are it is themed home. So there will be lots of artifacts. Uh, relating to the home, you know, the Peranakan culture was very big on things like yeah. furniture and all that. So, and mm. it's going to be a kind of refreshed kind of a presentation. And on the third floor, you will see something that was is quite similar to the ACM's fashion and jewelry mm. floor. Hmm. And that's also something very big on the, uh, for the Peranakan culture. Uh, exciting, yeah. huh? Yes, it's going to be really great. I mean, that is really, I think, the one thing that we can say is truly Singaporean. Right, is the Peranakan culture, right? Yes. Food, yes. the clothing, exactly. the lifestyle. Exactly. Uh, and of course, you know, Malaysia, the, Malaysia That's right, yeah. uh, participated in that too. But mm-hmm. that is really a Singaporean. In a way, yeah. As it gets. Yeah, we, take a, we took a lot from, of course, the, the archipelago, and we call that, you know, loosely the Nusantara, the Malay and Indonesian background to that. And what's also interesting is there are a lot of sort of hybrid cultures that are in the Peranakan culture. There's the Chetia, Malacca culture that's like Indians that came from Malacca and they they also settled in Singapore Mm. and um, they kind of assimilated here and there. So you can't really sort of notice them around, but they have their own culture. They have their own ways of like their temples. Their signages are different from the the usual what you see in the Tamil temples, you know, the very... Mm. Uh, very garish kind of um, sculptures on top of the temples, but theirs is a little different, yeah. Mm. So we can find out more about these things. Yeah. And that's yeah. the wonderful thing about all cultures, but particularly the Peranakan culture, lots of fusion yes. of, of different groups and ethnicities and races from around the region, which I imagine for NHB must be a real headache in terms of what do you include, what do you not include. Exactly. So what kind of decisions do you make when you decide what goes into the revamped Peranakan wow, yeah. Museum. I hope I can speak for the museum director here. He's Kenny. You would have met him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think this time we did manage to sort of include even more artifacts. You know, the decision was even more complicated because years since the, the Peranakan Museum closed and we were able to sort of get get the sort of the artifacts that were donated to us over the last 10 years. And there's always no shortage of people sort of willing to sort of donate their... Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. so we have that and we had to make the decision which to feature. So, But I think it's more of... Um, well, what you will see in the new museum is a refreshed way of pre- presentation. It might not be what you kind of expect from the... If you have gone there in the past, it would be sort of like an ethnographic journey from the life cycle of the Pranakan person from birth to death. You might have re- realized that and there's some sort of... Uh, 
you know, beds, chambers, and all that on top, wedding chambers, some some hmm. of which some people found a little eerie, but yeah. So the presentation will change. I'm not going to sort of give you a lot a lot more details. Yeah, right no now. spoiler alert. It's just huh? two weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll see quite soon. And uh, uh, there will be a street party as well on the opening weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, that weekend. So the 15th to 17th, if I'm not wrong. It's going to open to the public from the 17th of February. And that weekend, there will be like a street carnival. So yeah. Everyone should go. Fun. <laughs> and, you know, that that part of um, the the sort of east side of Fort Canning Hill is so um, so historic. That was the original Botanic Garden, right? Exactly. In, yeah. in Singapore, yeah, that area yes. all the way toward SMU. Yes. And, that, and, and they have those beautiful planter boxes in the middle of the exactly. road there now. They've, yes. they've closed off most of that road and made it a That's pedestrian right, yeah. road. So it, uh, it'll be perfect for a street festival, first mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it brings in that other element of what's so important to Singapore, which is agriculture. Mm-hmm. From back in the day, the orchards and the and the and the different things that have grown right, here. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how I wouldn't say lessons learned, but what were some of the highlights of 2022 that you had? It was a big year right, as you were yes. easing your way out of the pandemic. Yes. 2022. What were some of the highlights and maybe some of the 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 the, the successes that led you into 2023 and wow. what worked and you know <laughs> wow. what what you learned basically oh, thanks for that question i think the obvious one would probably be the recovery from covid so it was getting back our stuff together and i think during covid there were exhibitions that had to be postponed um we went quite digital um uh, in terms of outreach we went on our facebook instagram and did uh you know things like we did uh during Ramadan in 2020, which was during the circuit breaker, just as an example, we did uh, an outreach where we got the people in the Malay community to talk uh, online t- uh, about what they felt during that, that period, you know, and to, for, for them to connect. And this was very well subscribed. So this is kind of another way to, I think, not something that is quite traditional in the way we do heritage that is like artifacts in the museums. This is sort of getting people to talk about their heritage in their own voice, in their own, uh, in their, uh, mm. whatever they are experiencing themselves. So it was quite, um, I think, um, quite visceral and emotional to some mm. of them. Now, this is just one example. But of course, this was 2020. I'm talking about 2022. I think we, the return of the night festival, I think was a, a huge lesson in sort of like, and when we were planning for it, it was still like early days. It was still early 2022. We weren't sure of the restrictions and all that. So there were challenges in, should we do something more? Should we do something more um, um, public and, uh, and which involves people gathering together and things like that? But I, I mean, to cut the story short, I, I'm glad it sort of worked. I think people did, did come back quite, quite fully to, to, to... I mean, they were kind of expecting maybe um, gatherings like in the past when we had uh, full-fledged festival villages and that didn't quite happen in that way because we were sort of like mm. we, 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 we couldn't sort of plan and go all the way but we did like for example the Cathay ex- Experience Theatre which mimicked the old Cathay Theatre and the Cathay, it was just timely because the Cathay Theatre was sort of closing around that time and then we did a little uh, well it's kind of a makeshift thing but we had an experience where um, visitors could go in and it's kind of a murder mystery as well yeah yeah, hmm. I, I'm not sure if you, you guys went. But, I remember it. Uh, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of uh, that, and there were characters playing different, uh, you know, different parts of uh, Singapore. The, the the Singapore characters that would have appeared in maybe 50, 60 years ago, if I'm not wrong. This was the hmm. heyday of the Cathay film period, yeah. and and yeah, they got to go around. The, the characters were in, uh, uh, in character, of course, and in the end, that was like a big review. Like, who did you think was the 
was the person who who killed someone. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We're speaking with Go Chortong of the National Heritage Board about uh, what the lessons they learned in 2022 and what they've done and and what we're moving toward in 2023. Uh, from 2022, did you take any lessons about uh, about having different types of events like hybrid events mm-hmm. and and virtual events, things online yep. that you think might also be useful going forward? Because People do love to get out in person, of course, to go see things. Yes. But many people, perhaps they're older or maybe younger with right, kids, right. can't always get to the physical location, exactly. but may still be interested. What lessons did you take mm. from how you were changing things over the past few years? Yeah, so I think that's a good question. I think for the older people, um, we do have like connections with um, various like senior care groups and all that, and, mm-hmm. and they would. Uh, and this has been going on even before COVID to sort of bring them to the museums. We would bus them to the museums and they would have their own uh, customized experiences where they can, for example, be in a room and talk to each other about memories. We would show them old paintings, mm. old artifacts. They can sort of use that to relive their past and in that sense get nice. sort of like a connection and sort of like um, it kind of boosts their mental health as well because it's like, you know, I connect with my memories. I remember who I am, my identity and and things like that. So that's just one area we work with with the seniors. And um, that will continue this year just to sort of give a forward uh, kind of uh, advance notice sure. because this year in September, a reunion space will open in the National Museum of Singapore. This is a, a, a sort of a, a, um, a room that's customized. It has tables, chairs, certain a certain kind of furnishing that will help seniors reconnect with their past. There will be activities there and there will be it's even sort of custom, uh, um, catered for people, for example, with dementia. You know. That's wonderful. Yes. I mean, I don't know if you have any... Vi- I know you brought some visuals yes, today. By yes. all means, show them when it's relevant. But to the camera, I'm fascinated by this reunion space. I've not heard of something like this before. So you're going to have seniors in this space in mm-hmm. the National Museum of Singapore, yes. and you're going to recreate what around them? Just so I can you know, build a mental picture of what it's going to look like right, and yeah, feel like. Yeah. I don't have pictures, unfortunately. No, no you can yeah. just tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what I've seen. Are, are, it's essentially a sort of a space designed in a, in a more nostalgic format, is right. what I will say. Tables and chairs that might be from, you know, from the past. Um, and there will be maybe paintings that are already on the wall, certain artifacts that are placed around. Um, I really don't have that many details. I think what... Uh, what they would do with the space is also to bring in sort of like the people who are conducting the, the, the activities would then bring in some of the other artifacts as well. So I, I really don't really have that mm. many other details. But what I can say is in that gallery, that gallery 10 that is sort of outside of the National Museum in a, in a, with its own entrance that you might have uh, gone to during the night festival and all, that would be the space that's going to be dedicated for this. Mm. So it's, yeah. it's a real dedicated space. I've always wondered how an HB sort of interfaces with some of the other uh, some of the other organizations in Singapore, mm-hmm. like the National Museum, for mm-hmm. example. You know, are, are you guys? You're not the same entity, yeah. but yet there's obviously there must be some crossover. How does an HB sort of interface wow. with many of these other historical agencies around yeah, town that's a good and question. museums? Right. I, I we actually NHB manages about ten different museums, but. Like, for example, the National Gallery is not part of NHB. Right. And the Singapore Art Museum isn't as well. And we also have a, uh, a lot of, I mean, other museums in Singapore, like the Art Science Museum, hmm. small museums like, uh, you, you could name like the LTA Gallery, the URA City Gallery. Um, so we do have a network with them. We call it the Museum Roundtable. Uh, that's, that's sort of like a, 
capability development and experience sharing type of uh, uh, network that we, we do meet quite often and we do share sort of experiences, stories. And this was uh, also very important during COVID when it was mm. everyone had to sort of restrict attendance and find ways to deal with, you know, how do you get interactives up and open again, for example? Just many, one of many issues that happened during COVID. So the Museum Roundtable not only sort of, it's not just an internal uh, sort of setup, it's also front-facing. For example, like uh, Battle for Singapore is something that we do with the Museum Roundtable. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a upcoming. It's you're gonna uh, the media preview is next uh, Tuesday anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, I thought we might talk more about it. But just to mention, sort of, there are um, like for example, um, uh, yeah. So so that's one of the uh, things we do with the museum roundtable. We have an annual children's season with them as well. Programs that are catered more for children that happens during the June holidays. And what was just came, uh, what just was just uh, just happened was the uh, Lunar New Year. We usually do like a Hongbao collection, a red packet collection mm. that has each museum's designs on it. And that's something we do with them. As well. So it's also outreach. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I mean, you haven't said it yet. It's a big year for you guys. It's uh-huh. your 30th anniversary. Yes. NHB 30 is the hashtag. Hashtag NHB 30. I mean, what do you think some of the significant achievements are in the 30 years? And what are your plans going ahead to celebrate this very right. auspicious occasion. Right. Yeah, that's a big, big question as well. Um, going forward, plans are not quite set in stone yet because, I mean, it's the 30th anniversary of NHB, but we don't want to sort of just make it about ourselves. It is really something that's, uh, we should celebrate what the community has brought in, all our partners have brought in for in, through our 30 years as well. So part of that is encapsulated in, you might have heard about that we are sort of getting to the next step of our heritage plan, the heritage plan too. So I can talk a little bit about it and uh, so we're going to launch it uh, later part of this year. Yeah, we're going to close off the first one and go into the second one, and that will be uh, announced by the Minister mm. for Culture, Community and Youth sometime soon. Um, we will be focusing on four big sort of prongs, uh, for a sort of like what we call... Um, Oh, I can't kind of pillars it. or something? Yes, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah, just yeah. Going to find building blocks. Yeah, yeah so building blocks. identity, community, uh, innovation and industry, right? So... Um, do you need me to go into sort of a bit or of Or just give us a that? brief overview of what that okay, means. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah what's that mean? It's it's identity, really like long. Singapore identity? Identity is how to sort of like what makes us Singaporean. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so things like, we, we did have a, a, a public engagement uh, website last year that was set up to for, for people to give feedback. So there's some of some of the stuff is there. So for example, uh, what is a, what, what does archaeology, archaeology mean? What's, what, what does our archaeological heritage mean? Should we do more in terms of getting... Uh, kids and all that to do more uh, studies in archaeology. And then last year, we also uh, had that exciting announcement about the uh, the finds from the shipwrecks mm. yeah, in the Singapore waters. Yeah, yeah. So what does it mean by that? Should we be more um, uh, proud and engage pe- more, more people with our maritime heritage? So the identity revolves around these uh, considerations. Community is, is quite, I think it's quite uh, intuitive. It's more about getting the community to participate, yeah. you know, sort of how do we bring heritage more into the community? Does it mean sort of like like we do heritage trails? The heritage yep. trails go into the neighborhoods, get people to get excited about oh this thing is in my neighborhood. So how do we get them to engage more with that? You know, um, um, innovation is kind of um, like the, the what I was talking about in terms of um, 
out, digital outreach. So how do we do more in the digital realm? How do we do more with tech mm. in the museums to get uh, kids and people more excited? And you see a lot of tech uh, already coming up, say for the Children's Museum. Yeah, yeah, lots of uh, little interactive games and all that. So how should we do? What, what, what more can we do with this? Uh, Which is then, good, but I also think sometimes innovation, we get too much emphasis on the tech. We get caught up on the tech, meaning yes. your reunion space idea to me is fantastic for the elderly folks. Mm-hmm. That's just as innovative exactly. as anything yes. with tech. Yes. So it works in different ways, doesn't it? Yes, innovation. made a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And what was the fourth one? The fourth is industry. Industry, industry uh, has a lot of uh, actually uh, sort of sub-pillars to it. So, for example, um, how do we get, um, how do we make um, sort of let heritage businesses survive. What can we do to help them? Heritage businesses, as in traditional trades, mm. you know, some of them and things like that. From all the way from that to to really like um, um, also building like a like for example, Armenian Street. We talked about it, right? So that could be a, it's a lot of potential as a precinct for mm. both arts and heritage celebrations. I think. You might have heard some of these ideas. They are not quite there, but that's another way of like, bringing back life to it by, you know, maybe bringing back industry practitioners on heritage to get to yeah. enliven the space to do more with it, so that it becomes more organic and mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, there's an occasion we do a festival. Yeah, it's quite a roadmap. Um, let's just finish off by talking about the battle for Singapore. Uh, oh and, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that, you're gonna that's you're gonna be launching uh, launch doing a media launch on that next week. That's right. Tell us what does that look like from the NHB perspective. Battle for Singapore now, we, this is something we've been uh, doing quite a, for quite a while now. And I, I, for me, actually, because I'm, I'm not, uh, my, my colleagues are organizing it, but for me, it's always exciting to see, like, there's some new hidden stuff unearthed about, you know, things that happened 70, <laughs> 80 years ago. So we will have a, a new site this year. Uh, we have, I'm not going to sort of say it now. It's uh, on an island somewhere, a new old site, I would say, that's not been open for, mm. for many, many years. Which I am going to. Oh. I'm sure. Yeah, okay. I'm sure, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. It's going to be very, Okay, very so don't be the spoiler exciting. alert, but give us the overview of what that looks like. Oh, that, that it has a lot of structures. Mm-hmm. Um, no one ever realized it. I mean, I'm not, I'm saying this a bit too, uh, in a too extreme way, but I don't think, I think most people would have passed by kind of the area in a way that they didn't realize this was just like a few steps into the forest. You can see nice. all these things. So I think it would be exciting. I mean, I've personally been there, so I was blown away. Fantastic. Yeah, really. I, I just want to ask you very briefly, finally, you know, you work at NHB. It's their 30th anniversary. What are some of the personal highlights for you, things well, that NHB has done? You know, just on a personal, visceral level, this we got really right. Yeah. What do you like? You said before off-air you're a big history buff. You love yes. local history. What is something that you personally give a big tick to? Wow, okay. I I didn't realize that there was so much more beyond um, artifacts and museums. I mean, I mean, the heritage is not just about acquiring objects, conserving them, presenting them to the public, doing a sort of a historical write-up on it. It's so much more than that. I, I, when I joined, actually, just a few months after that was the um, inscription of uh, hawker culture on the UNESCO Intangible Cultural mm-hmm. Heritage List, and that actually gave me sort of a really great sort of primer on this. That this is what also constitutes heritage. This is heritage is for everybody. Yeah, heritage is uh, uh, everyone's business, and everyone can celebrate their life as heritage. It's not just something that's stuck in the museums. It's not mm-hmm. static, you know. So I think that was already a, a huge thing for me. Yeah. So food. It's always food. Yeah, it comes it back always to food. comes back and, to food in yeah. Singapore. And honestly, you know, even though in many 
quarter, Singapore is trying to go headlong into the future with new things. The NHB and, and other organizations here do a fantastic job yep. of, of taking the, the, the history and the culture and now the industry and the technology and the community uh, that we have and, and, and highlighting it in such an engaging way mm-hmm. and showing Singaporeans that there, there's so much more to this uh, little red dot than a lot of people realize. So, That's exactly it. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, Go Chor Tong of the National Heritage Board. Really appreciate it. Wishing you all the best for a successful Thank you so 2023. Much. Hope you'll come back and talk to us again. Sure. Thanks, Glenn and you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Yeah. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.